for this morning. I'd like to start by reading the first uh, few few verses, first half of the of this chapter, and and then we'll get into some thoughts here. It says, "Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Iodias and beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord, and I entreat thee also, my true yoke fellow." Help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and there be any praise, think on these things." Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content." I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. In verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And this morning, like I said, we, we did last time we looked at the first couple of verses here of, of, uh, of chapter Four of Philippians, and it starts with therefore, and he, and we looked and we reviewed back on the first several chapters, and and what he, what he um, uh, pointed us to, the in um, uh, the first chapter, he talked to all the saints in Christ Jesus, and he explained some things. And he talked to us about safety in God's grace and safety in those things which he has revealed to his people. The second chapter we looked at um, a, a, a wonderful view uh, of our Lord and Savior and it exhorts the church by Christ's example. And in the third chapter, uh, again, he talks about that there's no salvation in the other gospel than that of Christ and he tells a couple of times says beware beware of those that would would not preach the gospel but would enter in other things that subtly or not so subtly would would uh, be error and he and he again tells him to keep keep these things in mind and then at, at chapter four after those uh, three chapters he says therefore and he goes on and and builds and, and reminds them of a few things because of those chapters. And I would like to, to uh, read again uh, um, this morning, 
the first seven verses of this, and uh, uh, we're going to look at a couple of, of thoughts. It says, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crowned, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Iodius and beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And in the the uh, uh, passage here uh, that we're going to look at this morning, a couple of verses, and especially the thought there in um, verse 3 at the end there, it talks about, uh, helping those women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. We're going to look at that at that thought some about the speaking about being in the book of life. Um, be, before we do that, he talks about uh, several people here uh, above here: Iodius, Syntyche, and Clement, and other fellow laborers. Whose names are in the book of life? Those other people, I don't even, I don't believe they're ever mentioned in any other spot in the scripture. But they, uh, by Paul's words here, they were fellow laborers. And they were believers, and and he and he finishes up that phrase about them that says, "Whose names are in the book of life?" So we're going to look at a we're going to look at a couple of places uh, this morning that deal with that. Um, Start with Ephesians. We're not too far from there. Book of Ephesians, the first chapter. And a lot of these things we know and we get used to hearing and quoting and and having quoted and and uh, are points that we believe in and uh, as scriptural things. But sometimes uh, we get common with them or, or maybe... Um, don't ponder enough sometimes those things. In, in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, it says in first verse of chapter 1, Ephesians, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will." to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. And you could go down through the rest of this book, obviously. But speaking here of there, uh, that in in uh, verse 3, it says, 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And here speaking about being blessed in Christ, uh, 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 according as he hath chosen us, verse 4, in him before the foundation of the world, these were things that were done, as we know, and we believe in uh, God's predestination and, and omniscience of all things and determining all things. And, and uh, indeed, if we believe in, in uh, God's determining all things and, and uh, uh, his predestining all things with a purpose, that we have to also believe, as the Scripture shows here, that we were chosen in him, before the foundation of the world, and this wasn't a, this wasn't a looking down through time, future time, and seeing what was going to take place. But this was a determining, because of what God knew was to be, and had determined what to be, that that uh, these things would be so, and that we were chosen in Him. Uh, in there, in uh, as we read in in Philippians, there where it talks about those whose books are in the. Names are in the book of life. That indeed uh, referring to the same thing that God uh, chose a people in Christ before the foundation of the world and, and have their, their names written down and are known them. And then in chapter 2, while we're in Ephesians 2, or Ephesians also, uh, chapter 2, verse... Uh, verse that goes with them, chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Uh, again, the, the ones that he hath chosen that would, be, that would be blessed in Christ with all spiritual blessings and uh, uh, ordained beforehand, ordained or predestined that beforehand, determined that those things would be and those people would be blessed in Christ and, and uh, um, as, as the passage also said, that other one in, in, in the Philippians, that were accepted in the beloved and that was done in, in time past in, in God's mind and, and when he determined that those things are considered by God as done and not uh, as we consider in worked out in time. Um, I'd like to read a, a quote from, from Robert Hawker, and, and uh, uh, this is one of, I, I, I enjoy what he has to say a lot of times and, and have gotten some good direction from, from uh, those things that he wrote many years ago. And, and here's a quote from Robert Hawker. They're not my words, they're his. It says, all and every covenant mercy in Christ arises from the first and original source. They were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. And hence, from the same everlasting love and on the same account, all the blessings they receive from the quickening and the regenerating grace of God, the Holy Ghost, with all his gifts and graces, from the first moment of God's electing love until grace is summed up in glory, the whole and every one springs from hence. Their names are written in the book of life. 
and that's from uh, Hawker's uh, commentary on Philippians chapter 4, page 27. And, uh, and as he said, all the, the blessings that we have that were determined back then stem from uh, uh, their names written in the book of life and all that that, all that, that implies and, and um, whether, whether there's a physical book that God wrote down in, I don't believe he, I don't believe that probably is the case, but, but as um, the picture of the priest that had that breastplate on that had their names on it uh, uh, of the tribes when they went in to, to um, offer sacrifice, those same, same, uh, the same picture of our, of our Lord that has his, his uh, people on his uh, hands and uh, before him ever before the, before God and the Father and the Holy Spirit and the Lord himself. They all spring, it says, from that beginning, from when God determined to have a people, those people were known. It wasn't just a, a unknown, nebulous type of number, but it was known to God. To us, it's not known. It says many. In places, it talks about many as the sand of the sea. In others, it talks about remnant uh, of grace. Uh, whatever that number is, God determined those numbers. That's He knows He knows His all of all of who were chosen and placed in Christ. In Luke chapter twenty, I mean at chapter ten. I'm sorry, Luke chapter ten. And uh, this passage was was read uh, just last week, I believe, in one of the messages. But. Um, Luke chapter ten verse twenty it says he's talking to the to those uh, that went out the seventy returned again verse seventeen uh, with joy saying Lord even the devils are subject unto us through thy name and he said unto them I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven behold I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you now notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven uh, so the Lord himself and that's that's what we uh, uh, it says to rejoice in it and, and that we can uh, count as something is that our names are written in heaven, not that anything else that at uh, this point he gave them as they went out some power to do a few things in his name, uh, and not in their name, but in his name. But remember, as he says, uh, notwithstanding that, that's not the that's not the thing to keep your eye on. To keep your eye on is that... Names are written in heaven. In Hebrews chapter 12. In Hebrews chapter 12. A couple of places. Um, just in a couple of places. In, in Hebrews chapter uh, 12 verses 20 
22 and following. It says, But you are come to Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things that, than that of Abel. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. But up here it talks about um, general assembly of church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. Again, the, the God knows his own. They are, they are, they're accounted. They're in the ledger, as it were. The, 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 the book when things were first placed and put down uh, before the foundation that the, that the world was, was made, that, uh, that he had his people in mind and had them in the, in the book, in the accounting of that. And, uh, and in chapter 13, right there next door, Hebrews chapter 13, it says, uh, starting in verse 8, 8 and 9, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. And here, it, 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 just a, a thought to them as he talks about uh, in Philippians when he said, wherefore, remember these things. Here is just another, a, a thought along that, that line to go with, with uh, God's uh, knowing his people. Is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever? And I think that's, that in itself is, a, is, is something to keep hold of and keep thought on that, that God keeps his people in mind of that whatever we we approach or look towards or see things that God does not change and and that that uh, that ver- next that verse in Malachi uh, in three six where it says I change not therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed and it, uh, that uh, that chapter there first chapter speaking about God's love of His people of Jacob as He loved and Esau as He hated He had. He, that was not determined in time, otherwise it might have been reversed if God had looked down to see the type of person, outwardly speaking, the men were, that Jacob may not have won that contest. But uh, God had determined before that he was, that's, that's who he was uh, and put his affection on. Um, and it goes through there. And they did not understand that, but God has had a people and he has, does not change towards those people. Um, in Psalm 89, turn to Psalm for just a minute. The book of Psalms. I know it's still in here. Psalm 89, uh, verses 34 and 35. Psalm 89, it says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. 
Once I have sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David, his seed shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven. And there, particularly in 34 and 35, he says, It will not break his covenant, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. Uh, again, with that verse in Malachi, got saying that once he, is, once he has said a thing, it says, nor alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. When, when God has determined a thing, it, it's, it's done. It's determined. It's not, it's not uh, as we are. We determine a lot of things that we change our mind on down the road or circumstances doesn't allow us to do that. And we're, we're not dealing with a God whose circumstances will not allow him to, to have his, what he has determined stand. His counsel will stand, and it does stand. Um, in Romans chapter 8, and we could, there's there's a lot of in in uh, the Psalms that we could stay uh, say and and be with uh, um, the the next Psalm even ninety talks about from everlasting God has done a few things that that be, before the mountains were these things were determined in His covenant and uh, and it says as a year is just no time with God a thousand years is no time with God. Um, in in uh, in Romans chapter eight. In Romans chapter eight. And we don't don't have to stretch much to find uh, uh, in the scriptures the that this is so that God has a people and is about that business of of uh, redeeming that people. Romans chapter. Eight, and we're going to start with a very common passage. We're going to look through here, verse twenty-eight and following. <clears throat> and it says, "And that we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose." We're going to read more, but but we're going to stop there just for a second, uh, at least. And it says that. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. That's This is claimed by a lot of people, all things work together for good. And that's kind of where they stop sometimes. But it says here, to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose or to purpose. It's not. It's not a... It's not a undetermined thing. It's a determined thing. It's a purposeful thing. Those the the ones that he has uh, given to our, our Lord Himself for His honor and for His glory was for for purpose. It wasn't just um, we sometimes look at ourselves and wonder what that purpose you know how that purpose was determined. And but God, um, as He so wills, He He determined what would be those people and called according to that purpose. Verse 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, uh, moreover, whom, uh, moreover 
whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is, is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And here uh, uh, again in this passage, those that were called according to his purpose are blessed and in the the Christ's love. It says, who should separate us from that love? If God has placed us there, if God has, uh, 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 by his purpose, called us and accounted us there, those, all those things that it spoke about and all the things, the promises that we, that we have in Scripture to us are, are assured. And, and it finishes up again from the love of God which is separate, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's all keyed into to him. We have nothing outside of him that we can count as a blessing. Now the the anybody that's on the earth that's that's breathing and eating and living can count that blessing that they have from God uh, uh, in a in a physical sense. Those all those things come from God, but the but being in Christ. Um, he spared us. He didn't spare his son, but he spared us from those, from the the uh, the guilt and punishment of of sin. And and we have all those blessings, as it says up here in twenty eighteen and following, because we were because we were called in in him. Revelation chapter twenty, another passage that that was uh, that was brought up recently, but uh, here again for this for this thought. Revelation chapter uh, chapter twenty. <coughs> Excuse me. Starting with verse twelve. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. 
and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And those that God placed in the book of life, their names are there. They're all there. And um, uh, God's people, when they're, everyone it says is, is gathered there, stand before God. God's people are not standing there for judgment or to determine what their situation is. They're there as, uh, uh, as witness, as it were, of it, and of, uh, uh, to, to uh, rejoice and honor and glorify the, the Lord himself. This was this not a time of judging to find out. If, when the book's written uh, and those names are there, as it's open here and written, those those names those those are not judged. They're 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 justified by having their names in there, and then by the work that the the Lord indeed did for His people. So this is not a we're not judged of those things that we have done or do by nature or the sin nature primarily or the actions. Those things are taken care of, and by being in that book of life. To start with, determined all those, we can say that all things work for good for those people. God has determined a good end, and it's everything along the way is has been determined and does work out best. And as he sees it, not only best as God sees it for everybody, but best for us as far as being in him and those those blessings that, that receive because of that. Uh, turn to First Peter. First uh, Peter chapter one, at the beginning of the of the book here at First Peter chapter one, it says Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead." Verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved for you in heaven, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. And here it speaks about elect according to the foreknowledge of God through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ Grace be unto you, and peace be multiplied. So here again, um, elect by God's doing, and God's doing only. And it says, according to the foreknowledge of God, uh, uh, that he determined that, that he would have this people, 
that uh, our Lord would be given life again through through his mercy by the resurrection of our Lord from the dead. And that uh, it's not these sometimes I think people read through these or we get kind of com- comfortable with the wording of it and and it's just yeah we believe that and sometimes the the um, impact we we don't ponder those things sometimes and consider what it's really saying and how it how that uh, affects us but uh, in these verses that if if God had on the other hand if God had not placed our names in that book of life the end is is told there too um, Romans chapter 11 please Romans chapter 11 Again, uh, Romans chapter 11, the first several verses. It says, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. Wot ye not what the scripture saith to Elias? How he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. And here, verse 5, in verse 4, he told him, he had 7,000 that he wasn't aware of that had not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. And then at this present time, it says, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And those are the ones that are written in the book of life. Then there's, they're not going to be taken away from or added to as God has determined. And, 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 um, and as it said, he changes not. He didn't change his mind. If he had changed his mind, as he said in Malachi, there, there might be a little bit of an issue we have to deal with if God has changed his mind towards his people. And then uh, in 2 Timothy, we got just a couple of minutes. In, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, And this is this is all obviously good stuff, but uh, and what what we have a record for that we, by His grace and mercy, believe He He causes us to believe. But it says here in in Second um, Timothy, 
chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, it says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. That is something to hang your hat on. God's people, as it says, saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. That several things it said says there that not according to how we are is his is his grace and mercy to us. It's in Christ Jesus. And not only that, it says, given us in Christ Jesus before the worlds began. It wasn't a, an in time thing that God determined who his people were going to be. Uh, this was done, it says, before the world began. And um, that's who it's speaking of in the Lamb's Book of Life or the Book of Life are those that God has chosen. And then one more, one more spot I've got to, to go in the Book of John. John chapter 17. And um, if we ever have or when we have or when we're looking into things that that we have because of Christ and his view of his people, uh, the book of John is, as other scriptures, full of things. But here, the Lord's words himself, uh, the first few verses of chapter 17 of John. And it says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou hast gave it, thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest me, them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee, for I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And, and it, it, it doesn't stop there in his words, but here... All those that are his, the Father gave him. And it says in, in him that he will, he will have them and, and has given them and, uh, uh, and kept them and will keep them. And it goes on in that, in that vein. But here the, the, thoughts, that, the thoughts from uh, the, the uh, beginning there of, of chapter 4 of Philippians that... Uh, God has a people that he has 
put down and is, has a record of, there's a record of that. There's an accounting of that, the, of God's people that, that were given to the Son and that, he, that he's redeemed. And um, that's a, that, it, that is a comfort to, to God's people that it's, a, that it's finished and taken care of and it will, we will end up in his image. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, we will be there uh, to glorify God. Amen. And as Mike would, other Mike would say now, be free. Thank you.